Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Are we live? Are we live? I reckon. I, I, I think so. Because uh, I think the irony that um, today, Dave, that we're talking about um, connection... Yeah is um is just after uh the time when we couldn't actually connect on facebook last night right yeah i know it was down for like what eight hours nine hours yeah, and um really? i did see some really funny posts where some people were like do we really have to turn it back on and obviously those people <laughs> haven't they haven't seen the tuesday tune in yet so that's why they uh but yeah it seems like we're live we've got kim jane yeah, and then nice. i i haven't even seen them yet but i'll say hey ramona hey jerome hey diane well, Hey, there's a, there's a everyone else, Leah. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Ramona, wow, Hedro. let's turn that down. Well, um, that's double Dave there. You don't double Dave. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Uh, I can see people who are coming through now. <clears throat> yeah, thanks for for joining us, guys. If you if you have just joined us, do drop your name into the comments. Um, just give us a little thumbs up, um, little shaka. Give us a little uh, big ten, whatever you. Uh, you to say hello and maybe a little emoji of how you're feeling today on a lovely Tuesday. Um, yeah, me and Dave were just literally talking just for the live around. Um, it's a bit of a mad subject, obviously, but we'll, we'll come back to, to what we're going to talk about. Today. <laughs> yeah. But Dave, yeah, we were talking about Manaslu, weren't we? Um, around yeah. in the media quite a bit. I mean, at the moment, um, Alan Arnett uh, has a fantastic blog. He usually documents all of the Everest climbs, uh, well, any of the 8,000 meter climbs around the world. Very, very good blog highly recommend it i'd love to get him on a podcast how cool would it be to get alan on a podcast eh? yeah let's message him i mean he's he must know about the tuesday tune-in so he's probably <laughs> he's probably just too polite to drop us a message so yeah we'll message him but no yeah it is interesting we were talking about yeah. if a mountain has uh two summits pretty much mm. and the highest one is really really difficult and dangerous to get to yeah is it acceptable to just class the second lower summit as the de facto summit and does that uh, is that a true summit if you do it and yeah. i think yeah it's interesting it's interesting a, I, I wonder it'd be interesting to to kind of ask the the community um you know about that because you know we're all we all like to achieve things don't we and we all like to um you know obviously if, you, if, you, if you're on here today then you know you, you're probably into mountains i guess <laughs> uh you know and and what how do people think? I mean, comment. Yeah, if if it's for instance, I'm mean, use Manaslu as an example. It's got four summit and then the real summit, and the real summit is separated. It's not like a lot of big distance, but it's quite a few meters. I think it's several meters in height. The difference between the two. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of being disputed now whether they're getting to the four summit is actually going to the top or is top actually the top. Yeah. How, what do you all? What do you all? Um, I think Thinking almost, I know what they're going to say already. <laughs> almost conclusively, the summit is the summit and anything below it is below it. I think, yeah. I, I do agree. I think that just logistically with mountains like Manaslu, where you have this like very narrow, like foot wide traverse, yeah. say you have a group of like 30 people arriving at the same time, like the risk of getting to the top and then you, you double back on each other as you know, you cross each other going up and going down. One yeah. of you has to unhook and hook back on it's, Risky, it's risky. So I can understand why they do it, but just yeah. for my own, my own personal view is, yeah, if I could have a climb a mountain, I like to at least touch the highest, most rock on that mountain and stand on it and know that know that you've 
you know you've done it but yeah it is interesting yeah i mean there's a few comments coming through and, and definitely let us know how you're doing guys maybe give a let's see if we can do this then so if uh, if you want to go to the top put a big 10 so like this you know the big 10 emoji um if you're happy we're going to the four summit just gives us a thumbs up yeah let's see what uh, what the vote is here um so big 10 to the top of the top thumbs up if you want to go to the four summit because of safety yeah what's the it'd be interesting to feel uh see how the everyone is um because yeah it is it is it's a big question i mean you know there, there's lots of, of mountains like that um they're very very similar you know you, you get a picture near the top and um you know that it's like you're at the summit and it looks as a little backdrop but you can't see the summit behind mm. um yeah, there's always some big tens flying in uh from jane and parisha um yeah so it, it's kind of dave where, where would you fall on that if, if you had to draw a line in the sand where, where would you do we do big 10 or thumbs up <laughs> it, like i said it's it's tricky because 100 100 percent big 10 i always want to go to the summit but yeah. if i get to that point just a short bit below i'm not going to risk my life you know just to like step foot on it you know so i, I always try and have Good that message. like yeah. you've, you've climbed the mountain yeah uh, it's a technicality that you haven't stood a few meters higher than you are because it's dangerous to get there but i mean it yeah it, 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 if i got there and i could do it and i didn't have to it didn't mean me and clipping or someone else and clipping then yeah. I would do it 100%. Big nice. 10. Okay. If, if I had to unclip and plummet to my doom or risk someone else doing it, I would just say, do you know what? I've climbed Manaslu. There's the summit. I'm off back down for a chai tea and a momo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Base camp. I, I know I know what you mean. It, it is, it's quite an interesting, isn't it? Because obviously we've all got, we've all got opinions on it. I can see a lot of people are putting in and, um, you know, it, yeah, it does. We, we, I know we're we're here to talk about other things today, but uh, you know, thought it, it's it's uh, it's current. We thought, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. But you know, we, we we certainly don't want to prioritize life, and you know, the in, in going into that. I don't know if any of you guys saw my email on Monday about going into the red zone. You know, I certainly think that if you were to go to the real summit of Manaslu, I definitely think you'll be stepping right into the red zone, where one step and you're dead. You yeah, know, it is. That's that's a proper red zone. That is. And yeah. I think. You know, it, it is um, it is a question I think everyone has to answer themselves. I mean, even for me, yeah, it, my 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 opinion could change because if I'm there, and then you're right, Dave. If if I'm with a group of people and it's just not safe for one reason or another, then the four summit's okay for that time. You know? Yeah, but I mean, if, if you're there and 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 you're on your own, you're doing it alpine style, or you know you haven't got a group to take care of, and then the responsibility is solely on you for yourself. Then you can make that decision at that point, right? You know, yeah, exactly. you're managing that danger. Exactly. And getting above eight thousand meters, you know, it is a technical. It's a technicality. It'll it'll gnaw at some people. Other people will be able to say it's fine. You know, I climbed the mountain and I know I could have made the summit and I, yeah. and I stopped just short. Having said that, you know, like like I said, I'll always push for it. Always, always, always push for it. Uh, yeah. But then you you got to know when there's a point to be like, oh man. Like imagine if imagine if you were going like worse than falling would be if yeah. I was go, going up to the summit and someone was coming down they unclipped to go around me and fell. Like I yeah, think yeah, I I'm yeah, I'm not hundred yeah. percent certain I could like live with myself after mm. that. You know I'd rather fall I think than 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 live with yeah. knowing that someone else did for my own ambition. So I'm feeling pretty sensible today. Ask me tomorrow I might feel a little <laughs> bit more reckless and say I'm let's. Say, Dave, I'm proud of you, mate. You, you, yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Ask me tomorrow. 
ask me tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Ask me tomorrow, and I might say summit at all costs. <laughs> Push people out the way. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's a few but, summit um, at all costs on here, but no, no, I, I get the sentiment, guys. Obviously, we're only we're talk talking hypothetical today, but uh, yeah, because it's quite common, isn't it? I think Andy uh, McNaughton Jones mentions Mount Kenya there, and I, I've, I've been you know doing a bit of research on Mount Kenya because I've not climbed it myself, but I know there's some companies out there that say they're they're actually uh, come climb Mount Kenya with us. And then actually you look at the itinerary and they don't go to the true summit. Yeah. And you know, part of me, that irks part of me, because I'm like, well, why advertise that you're climbing Kenya as into the top and then you don't actually go to the top? But I appreciate there's obviously a lot of factors involved. And, yeah, well, it's um, a, it, you know, it's it, goes from a, it goes from a trekking peak to a wall. <laughs> you yeah, know, so yeah, it's like yeah. it's quite difficult. I see Paul as well has mentioned, uh, you know, some, some, some perfect, absolutely valid points, you know, that, you know, if... If yeah. you have, if you've run 25 miles of a marathon, you haven't quite run the marathon, and I, I absolutely agree with that 100%. Like, can you say that you've stood on top of Manaslu? No, you can't. Could you yeah. say you've climbed Manaslu? I would say, I would think you could say yes, yeah. and then you just, yeah. you're just a bit woolly about the last details. <laughs> but um, yeah, moving Paula on. Reed is, it's, it's quite funny. Paula Reed is watching, and it says Paula that you've clicked on five times. Look at that. How is that? Great safety first. I love it. Sorry, guys. I'm seeing what you see now, which is the on my phone. Um, but right, Dave. Yeah, no, it's great. Wanted to start off a little bit like that because we were talking before. And we were yeah, it's like, good. Just... Good to have. Good to have a little debate. Stuff. The Evertrackers um, have settled it. Yeah, <laughs> top is top. Top is top. Yeah. Good so top, what do we say? Top. Summit or Kane? That's what we say, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Wow. And we got to that point. Um, but no, guys. Yeah, good, great start. Um, but yeah, today then. So you know, we were thinking, and there's a little bit of a. Um, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one to notice this, and I'm sure everyone who's on here probably noticed as well that last <gasps> night. Jen. No, no, she has not joined. <laughs> someone, someone spotted Jen. We spotted her. Really? <laughs> yeah, she just ran, and Ali's wow. ran in after her. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the other room. Um, sorry, where was I? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about <laughs> sorry, last Andrew. night. That's all right. That's all right. Well, you know, it's uh, you know people spot Jen. It's it's a rarity. Um, so last night, obviously, uh, Facebook, WhatsApp, uh, Instagram went down, didn't it? And it was uh, big news and everyone was like, hey, let's go on to Twitter. And we were, it, it just sparked that kind of thought process around, because we, we've had a few things that we were planning for today. But I thought around, um, you know, when you go to the mountains, it is about disconnecting from the world sometimes, isn't it? Um, you know, disconnecting in terms of, right, leaving certain things at home because you want to enjoy where you are. But we know that, you know, people who have been on trips with us, they like the option to be connected when and yeah. when they need to. So, you know, speaking to their family, whether, you know, uploading some pictures or videos that you've taken that you want to share, you know, because I think we're, we're part of a, a, a society right now that we want to be connected in some way, unless Facebook or whatever starts to, takes it down, right? Um, which is quite funny. And I'm sure that Twitter are really enjoying it right now because they probably had a spike in um, in people on there. Maybe theirs will go down. Who knows? But yeah, so it's about the, the the conversation, Dave, didn't we? And we thought, well, let's talk of ways that, you know, especially in in the different places that we run treks, yeah. how people can be connected. Obviously, you don't have to. You can not. You know, you can you can just switch off and enjoy the journey. You know, I mean, there, there's times and a place for that. And me and Dave, you know, do that ourselves. Um, but if we needed to get in touch, what can we do? And and how would we go yeah. about it? Right. Yeah, exactly. Because we, we think as well, there's always two types of, of people that, that go on these trips. Yeah. You know, some one half is type one, what I would say is, and probably perhaps the majority is yeah. they like to stay connected. 
the trip means as much to the people at home as it does to them and they're really excited to know the progress so they'll send pictures back home and meeting people and the whole social aspect of it and you know posting about it is what is one of the things that they enjoy and that's absolutely valid and 100 percent you know yeah true and then the type two person is the one that waves goodbye to his family at the airport and says i'll see you in two weeks at the same spot right <laughs> and you know and then just goes total total disconnect you know doesn't want anything to you know move them away from the distraction of where they are yeah. i think me and you van probably fall a little bit in the middle i think you're a little bit closer yeah. to type two than me i think i'm probably yeah. more likely to call home um and you're probably for probably more likely to call when switch you're down the yeah to switch off but Having yeah, said that, I do. In, I yeah. I enjoy the option. You know, I enjoy yeah. the option. And it was quite funny yesterday seeing everyone on Twitter saying, "Do we really have to turn it back on?" <laughs> and I thought to myself, I thought, you know, I kind of really understand that. But those people obviously haven't seen the Tuesday tune in. Otherwise, they would want Facebook to come back, right? And well, we were thinking that, and we were thinking, well, you know, where would we do these? And we'd always find a way. I like to think that the Tuesday tune in is a thing, yeah, separate from Facebook. Facebook is just a. A conduit that we use to, to to catch up with you guys and yeah if anything disappeared we'd probably find something else i mean there's always zoom right yeah exactly <laughs> the thing is though, facebook to me is just it's just it's no different from like a road you know it's yeah. just something yeah. you use to get to where you're going of course some people might you know crash on that road and it has its dangers but there might be a lot of positivity and connection as well um Nice. <laughs> I've just seen a little bit of an advertising. Obviously, I, uh, I, I encourage <laughs> you to pick Evertrack. Um, yeah. So, but well, uh, one thing I'm interested in actually, while we're doing polls, reply if you're Type One or Type Two. I want to get a feel for it. So, Type One, if you like yeah, to stay connected, yeah. send some pictures and update people at home. Uh, put Type Two if you are the type to wave goodbye at the airport and see everyone again in two weeks, and they just need to just accept it. That'd be interesting. But yeah, talking about um, so where should we? Well, probably we'll start at yeah. Everest. Uh, but, you know, Everest Base Camp. Where it all started. Sorry, yeah, um, I was just I was just looking at um, yeah. Hey, it's nice to nice to see newbies on you as well. And I'm sure I'm sure Saran um, hopefully learned something today. But um, yeah, hope uh, Namaste. Uh, hope everything is all good in Nepal anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, we got some type ones, type twos. I hope Facebook doesn't really, doesn't think we're we're talking about diabetes here. Um, or anything like that. Type 1.5. Nice. I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably a type 1.5, actually. Well, yeah, I'll let that in. I'll let that slide. Or even Andy's a, a type 1.3. Wow. So he, he's going to get, he leans towards one rather than the other. It's quite interesting. Though. I like it. Marky V, aren't you meant to be going? Uh, oh, here we go. Ciao from Italy. I, you're all the way over to Italy. We're going to leave it and you couldn't help yourself, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> mate, great. I appreciate the um, I appreciate the effort, mate. Um, joining us. Um, yeah, in your holidays. <laughs> I'm liking this Errol as well. Welcome, Errol. He's type one at heart, but wife yeah. says you have to be type two. So yeah, mate, you got you. You know, yeah. they always say this when you go on these trips. You know, it's just as important to get the family on side than it is yeah. to go. You know, on your own because mm. you know it's nice to have the support of a family at home and it's nice for them to know what you're doing and stuff like that so i'll take the hit and contact people at home if i need to it's quite interesting actually i'm seeing what people are saying and um i'm wondering if i'm guessed right because you know you form opinions i haven't met every one of you but i'm forming <laughs> stuff in my mind i'll be honest um shona said she would like to be type two but um you know, after a few near-death experience in the past, I need to check in. Yeah. So she's coming at it from a sensible aspect. Yeah, you want to grow your green zone, Shona. That's what you need, right? And then, yeah. uh, and then, then you can be a type two again. Um, it's quite interesting. No, but you're right, though, aren't you? Because obviously, there's a couple of things there. 
you know, in terms of like getting to the top, you know, summit or can, or if you want to be disconnected or not. Yeah, it's always good to for us to kind of gauge. I mean, obviously we we know we've met some of you, and I know uh, a lot of Iowa trackers anyway. But it's always great to to kind of um, get a bit of a feel for for what people are leaning towards. And look, yeah. you know, there's no there's no right or wrong here. This is uh, you know, we're all we're all adults, aren't we? We're all individuals. We're all our own creatures. And um, yeah, it's great. It's great to see people. Uh, <laughs> My wife would have me as a three. So as a three is, you'd never see them again. Is that what it is, Joel? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? No, I think three is she's got to go with you, mate. If she wants to oh, be... Uh... <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Right, but no, this is great, though. So, okay, connection. And if you were uh, a one or even a 1.5, maybe a 1.8, anything below two, and you did want to connect, Dave, how would we... So let's start with the uh, Nepal. Um, yes. You know, keep it in touch with people. Yeah, it's where we started, it's where it all began, and it's where we learned a lot of the lessons that we've carried forth. So it's a logical place to begin is the Everest Base Camp trip. And honestly, in recent times, it's 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 easy to stay connected. I mean, there are little tricks yeah. and trades. Like one of the questions I put in the email was, you know, do you need to get a local SIM card? And certainly a lot of people do get yeah. a local SIM card. Honestly, and all the times I've been to Nepal, which has got to be around seven or eight now, seven maybe, I've never used a never needed to use a local sim card i've always yeah. just had a good roaming package and signal on the mountain is really good it's sketchy in places like but i'll be honest with you there are places in wales where i go that i have worse signal than i do at everest base camp um one of the other things as well that i really highly recommend is so once you get above namshi there's a shared yeah. um network a shared wi-fi network um that all of the local lodges have routers that you can sign into yeah. now what they do, they sell little scratch cards and you scratch the card and it'll say be like a two megabyte or a five megabyte card. You scratch the card and it gives you a password that allows you to log on to that um, network until the data runs out. It's great. However, they're expensive. Top tip. In Namshi, um, there are at least two like telecommunication shops that I know of. Um, and there yeah. you can buy like 50 or 100 uh, or 200 gig cards. You know, so they have all the data you'll need for all the way up and all the way down. And you can use yeah. it all the way up instead of buying individual um, things. I suppose the lodges won't be happy me telling you that, but it saves you a, a ton of money. So all the time I yeah. just buy that and it's uh, called Everest Link. And that's what I use to stay in contact. Yeah. And even Facebook, you can use to make telephone calls using the data. Um, WhatsApp, you can use, you know, to make telephone calls using your data so yeah it's really easy once you get those cards but dave what happens if whatsapp goes down you signal <laughs> or, or um so obviously if you're on our, one of our trips i mean we wanted to, to kind of point this out because it's quite a niche feature to um you know if you're, if you're an ever tracker and you're um, using our uh, vamoose app um so it's got this is um set up for a little um trip in november that i did for myself just to test out so you can see just over a month happy days not for not long um and yeah with this with obviously because whatsapp is great and i know a lot of people set up whatsapp groups you know and it kind of works that way uh but one thing we, we kind of wanted to use vamoose for is to make it more of a obviously the group dynamic to help the group so you can upload photos and images in that so the whole group who is on that will, will get access to it but another one is the meshing feature as well so for instance, I mean, this is this is kind of rare occasion, but you know, we, we do we do have this. Is that if you in your app there? Let's have a look. I wish I could put it on the screen, but if you can see that little messaging bit on there, so I'll click on the messaging bit. You can see that um, I was doing some testing earlier today. So this pings a message, and then what this does is fires it to us, and then when we reply back, it'll show here in your messenger. 
So if you can get signal, as in Wi-Fi, um, or data, and if WhatsApp doesn't work, or you know, if if again you can use this instead of WhatsApp, it's up to you. It's just another way that you can get in touch with us, guys. That you know, um, I'm not sure. You know, I know it says messaging on there, but no one really uses it that much. Um, and it's a two-way thing. So obviously, this will get this will drop into our email inbox. We reply, and it'll show up as a text to you. So yep. it's just a nice little kind of um, a feature, if you like, that you know, if you're on one of our trips and you're using our app then enjoy yeah I hope yeah that, uh, that is and yeah we've got the little beautiful mountains in the background and oh, i love this app i can't wait it's the the map feature i love the maps see the little um let's have a look if i can get a camera angles right so you got little maps on there so you can kind of zoom in and have a little look yeah um, so yeah definitely uh, if you uh, are going to messenger us uh, this is a great way to do it guys um and yeah we'll obviously get back to you as soon as we can but yeah, Dave, so, and you mentioned, sorry, mate, I know I, I jumped in there because I wanted to talk about Vamoose, but what's this other Signal then? Oh, Signal is, um, yes, an app, um, basically similar to WhatsApp, but it's okay. not owned by Facebook and or Google or any of these big, um, you know, data gathering behemoths. It's just um, an open source app that allows for, uh, it's big sell is that it's like, it's it's highly, highly encrypted. Yeah. So um, yeah. when you're using Signal in the messaging, the likes of like Edward Snowden use Signal, the likes of Elon Musk use Signal and stuff like that, pretty much. So um, it's it's just a secure way of doing it. However, I really like it because it's just a, it's an alternative way of other than using WhatsApp and things like that. And yesterday yeah. showed you know WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, they're all connected, <laughs> you know. Right. So the, it can be like a a set of dominoes that going down and you know if one hacks the other then i think you can have this effect anyway yeah. i'm not a conspiracy nut i just like technology so that was a really cool um that was a really cool app and i first heard about it when elon tweeted you yeah. signal and i was like what's he on about you signal so i googled what he <laughs> meant so i googled what he meant and i was like oh that sounds interesting i know yeah. a lot of people are signing up to it and um, yeah it's just a good alternative to to whatsapp yeah um, it's, it's it's important isn't it i mean um you know to have these things if you need to get in touch with people i mean Obviously, yep. there's a good old phone. There's a good old text, but you know, if you if you're doing the the group messaging platforms, which what WhatsApp is built for, um, you know, which is great. I mean, you know, we got like dozens of WhatsApp groups. Like, not another WhatsApp group. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my god, someone's just added me. But it's great in a way, isn't it? It's a way to connect. And if it does go down, um, then you've got this other one, which is called again because a few questions, Dave. What is it called again? Uh, Signal. Signal. Signal, yeah. And uh, Kim Lawley on first terms and Dave. Yeah, mate, me and uh, me and the Lonmeister. <laughs> me and Lonnie, as I like to call him. Yeah. But no, yeah, he um I think he's one of those people now, isn't he? He's like Madonna. You can mention he's just a single name entity now, Elon. <laughs> you know? That's really what Jane says there. Never ever ever join the school parents WhatsApp, Jane. I know. Oh wow. Well, yeah. Um luckily I've um yeah, I I, I didn't have to be part of that group because Jen's really on it with that stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, she does say that, um, yeah, she has to mute it for quite some time sometimes because of the, yeah. the amount of notifications she gets. So I know your pain there. Um, but no, it, obviously, it, 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 I sound like I'm, I'm beating up WhatsApp here. Um, you know, I, 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 I use it a lot. It's, it's, I use it every day, all the time. The questions that you guys are asking are being fed to me via WhatsApp right by here. I know, I was, uh, the irony, right? <laughs> yeah, it, ex exactly. But at the bottom of that, I can see two group messages that I've missed messages in. Um, I'm part of about five that are all just to do with Andy Stagdo. Um, so, <laughs> there's so many, but wow, um, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, but 
Um, oh, hang on, that just had a little dip out then. But yeah, no, I mean, that it's just literally just offering alternatives. You know, we're talking about communication. These are some of the yeah. methods that I use and I found to be reliable. Um, in the Everest region, like I said, it's, it's super easy to stay connected. Um, I what think about Tanzania, Dave? Sorry, Tanzania, yeah. Tanzania is a little bit a little bit more different. So there's not really any Wi-Fi infrastructure on Tanzania. There is you can pick up some maybe on like the the, the shorter route and but it's not it's it's really highly unreliable if it's there at all. Yeah. Um so we do the Lamosho route specifically. So if you're booked with us and you go into Tanzania, you'll be doing an eight day track. And yeah. for the first four days, you will have zero connectivity. Nothing. Yeah. The guides will have it in case of an emergency. So they'll always able to be contact emergency services, helicopters, the guys back in the office, us. Um, but your average phone, even if you have roaming and whatever settings you have, just absolutely will not work. Yeah. Um you may for four days getting a local sim card if you want to but personally i don't bother doing it because it requires handing over id like passports and things so i'm just nah but after the second four days you'll get signal um a little top tip is Crazy, that if your that, phone, yeah if your phone is set to pick up 4g um i would say say to you set it to like pick up like h or 2g or something like that okay. um and it finds an easier network it's just a yes a our guide over there told me that if it's set okay. to pick up a 4g or 3g signal um there isn't one that exists so phones can get stuck in this loop trying to find a 3 and 4g signal and not picking up anything but yeah. he told me to change it to 2g and i did and then straight away got some signal got some text messages got some whatsapps um yeah. through on killy like four days worth just plummeting in i had to turn my emails off for the data <laughs> <laughs> you know because obviously yeah. i have the evertrek inbox set up there so you know after four days that's like about 400 emails <laughs> just being downloaded but yeah. no it was it was great and i managed to speak to people so i actually had a conversation with lauren on the phone when i was at um uh Kar not karanga barafu it's um it's interesting i just just looking at some of the comments there coming back i think andy mentions about one of the team do a phone interview a radio air via a satellite phone yeah um from lavatar yeah, it's because satellite phones are, are definitely a step up aren't they i know we we've we've kind of looked at um at some for, for nepal uh maybe further down the line i mean on, on lots of the expeditions we do uh the bigger ones like patagonia um and in south america um the guides uh, carry those sat phones because of where you are because there's not even any phone signal yeah um, you know, want to again have that connection on all the other trips it's, it's 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 easier because of the um uh the local access um but yeah if you've got a satellite phone i think pretty much you can get access to it in a lot of places yeah um, but they are extremely pricey um i know we've been, been thinking again one personally but um you know on the rare occasion that you use it but they're very very valuable yeah if you're doing a phone interview and you know if you've ever watched like Everest the movie and you can see people doing um you know having their sat phones from uh, yeah you know from Everest base camp you know um yeah so it's it's possible but there are um kind of other ways to do it for you know in terms of the the, the, the mainstream yeah um you know and, and where we've um where we're Vodafone aren't we I know that uh, they were very good in terms of their access yeah you know, five pound five pound yeah. a day so as soon as you send a text or log on to your data, it'll charge you a fiver. But once you've done that, you'll be able to use your normal data plan all day for that 24 hours. So it can cost you a fiver a day, um, which obviously will add up. So, you know, maybe not 
you know use Wi-Fi where you can. But I'll be honest with you, it's a lot, lot cheaper than just paying roaming charges. Um, but the main thing that I was impressed with, because the first time I ever went to Tanzania was with Andy, and I wasn't on Vodafone, and he could send texts and get signal, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't get any yeah. at all. And I paid for a roaming plan, but the roaming plan only works if you can get a signal. So yeah. after that trip, I switched to Vodafone because it's just so much easier. And when I was at base camp in October, a couple of people used my phone to call home, um, you know, which was an awesome, expensive gesture on my behalf. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, a couple of questions here. One an interesting one as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so about any uh, Joel has asked any tips for keeping your phone warm in winter hiking okay. he uses an old sock when snowboarding yeah. but it only lasts an hour before freezing um to be honest with you I think I have less of a problem with this so I'll usually put it in an, uh, like in an inside pocket yeah like as close to my body as I can and then I run quite hot so my body temperature inside my down jacket is not that cold so I mean most of the time I'll be honest with you I just have it in my pocket um but yeah. if it is really cold like, yeah like when we went to the summit of Killy I don't know what that was, but it was definitely below minus 10. Yeah. Um, and I was I was concerned about not being able to get a, a, a picture. So I opened my jacket and then I opened my fleece and there was a little pocket on the inside of the fleece. So I just put it on the inside, zipped it up next to the body, stayed nice and warm. Um, you can get little pouches specifically for electronics. Yeah. They're like little down jackets for your phone or your power bank. And I've seen people use them and they, they keep them nice and insulated and stuff like that. But I think the best yeah. thing to do is... Um, keep it next to your body is is a good option yeah there's um i mean essentially anywhere that's warm you know put put the um you know put the phone yeah sleeping in sleeping with it in your sleeping bag yeah in, in a sock in a in your your kind of your down if you want wrap it up it is a pain because uh, you know you want to keep your phone on you to try and take pictures don't you throughout the day yeah. especially if you're climbing um you know the summit of Kili, um you know or even if you're on like tubcal it's cold or island peak you know and, and, the, and the weather comes in you know you it's a challenge to keep that warm and, you know, I've had phones in the UK dial me. I think I was up in, um, it must have been North Wales. And, you know, because of the, if it's cold, the battery just loses its energy. Um, yeah, that became a lesson, you know, a number of years ago now. But certainly for me now, I, I'm always got it in my down jacket. I'll never put it in just my my trouser pocket if it's cold, because I know that's just going to get cold. Yeah. Put it somewhere that you keep it warm. And, you know, it's, it's, not, really, it's not perfect. It, it might still lose energy. But it's just better than the the alternative, and um, you know, and yeah. Or if you've got, um, hopefully, uh, by now, um, you might have a battery pack on you, and it, the same goes for that as well. Keep that warm as much as you can. Try yeah. to keep it loose in your bag um, because your bag gets sort of transferred each day. Whether you're in, it, you know, Nepal, Kilimanjaro, maybe if you're on the the back of um, um, on your bags on the back of a mule in Tubcal. Or in South America, a dollar donkey, you know, make sure that your power packs uh, are in. Um, they do come with a little pouch, but even then, I put it inside a sock or put it inside your boot in the bag or something. Just keep it in yeah. because um, you know you that that you need that energy if you yeah. want to keep connected, right? And um, I've got a question for Andy McNaughton Jones. He said two interesting okay. things. One, I'd be interested to know. He said his uh, Vodafone worked for him on Aconcagua. How high up did you get signal? Was it on the summit by any chance? That'd be quite an achievement. Um, oh, and yeah, he's also said another good point, which is you can use chemical hand warmers. Yeah, um, which are really good. I got given one, um, but then I gave it away because I, I tried to use it on my way back from EBC. I, I distinctly remember it was on the hill from Lobouche when you start climbing up towards Memorial Hill again. 
and I cracked one open and it was just burnt. it felt like it was burning my hand so I just put it in my pocket and then I gave it away yeah, to hot. a girl a girl who was like doing this and trying to get her hands warm um but they're really good nice. you can crack crack one open it lasts a couple of hours put it in your pocket with your phone no problem at all yeah so good advice there but yeah interested nice, to know um, whether I found yeah, out in Cagra he got a signal yeah definitely Andy yeah let's know um I think Bry was, was talking about using carrier pigeons Bry I hope you kept the pigeon warm um you know out of curiosity mate so yeah definitely yeah. um you know I hope uh, I hope the pigeon's still around yeah um yeah uh, I quite, quite interested as well uh, Joel's asked out of curiosity um and this is I I think in terms of the uh the snow I think you're uh I think you're talking about EBC there in terms of um when does the snow or winter arrive normally um I mean snow can happen any time of the year because you're so high up anyway if there's any precipitation it'll uh it won't it's not going to rain you know you can get rain on a rare occasion at Everest Base Camp especially maybe super early in September um you know or later in May going into June you know if you're right at that end um of this of the season majority of the time so if you're talking anything from um October all the way through to March you, you could get snow at base camp um 100 yeah. you, you might get it in April but majority of the time it's earlier than that I mean we've we've said we've uh, obviously when in normal times we're running um trips um in Nepal we would be seeing snow and we've seen groups like in March and they've had a lot of snow you know you're talking decent decent um, amount of snow there so it becomes hard especially yeah. if you're going over some of the high passes because you're even higher than um you know than obviously where you are um trekking normally and those passes can get snowed out sometimes i went in winter um uh, sort of five six years ago and that uh, we couldn't go via chola pass it was that much snow but that was during winter we obviously we don't run trips during winter yeah but just something to sort of think about and that's why we always keep the itinerary when it comes to some of the high passes quite flexible um as an example we've we've gone sort of anti-clockwise because of the weather um you know it's just to change it up a bit because that you went the other way would have been blocked you know yeah. so we, we've got to keep flexible sometimes depending on the weather um like, wait like, for it wow twice in one day my god how lucky are you guys we don't even see her that many times um yeah it was in the most snow i've ever experienced on a trip was in april i think it was um was it april was it then? yeah april yeah it was april when um yeah the bad snowball fighter feriche which is right, yeah. which you, you don't realize how much how much effort goes into a snowball fighter until you do it at four thousand four hundred meters <laughs> and, and that was uh, but, but yeah no it was really good yeah it was um yeah, it was great. That was that was really really good. And first time ever, I've walked through the Himalaya with like driving snow coming at me. It was great. Um, having said that, I do like it in October when the sky's like glass and um, it's a yeah. little bit and it's a little bit warmer. I say a little bit warmer. I don't mean warm. Like zero degrees at base camp is perfect, you know. Yeah. But uh, I remember the first time I went. Second time I went to base camp, I was in a t-shirt. It was boiling. Like the sun was so so strong. It was it was yeah. really warm. I was having to put a lot of sunscreen on um yeah awesome what do you think Anne? should we should we tackle some cues or is yeah there any... we've got plenty um coming through from Loza, haven't we so uh, yeah dave you want to start what, what, have we, what have we got um yeah so i think this yeah. is on an email uh from dave roberts um is there hi is there a better way uh i can control my sugar numbers as i'm a type two person so i'm assuming um, he means i assuming he does mean type two diabetic <laughs> I say, I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you I am absolutely the wrong person to ask. I would speak yeah. to your GP about it, um, or maybe your um, 
I can't remember the type of people that deal with diabetes. I actually saw one a few times. What are they called? Endos doctors? Um, I just think you can get GPs who specialise in, in, in diabetics. Uh, Ali, nothing. Lauren, uh, nothing. No, it'll come back to me. Um, anyway, yeah, I would say that I would say, yeah, it's about like knowing I would do plenty of hikes in the UK first and try and figure yeah. out what works for you and what doesn't whilst yeah. always doing it safely. And then generally speaking, what works for you and what doesn't um, will apply the same when you go to the mountains. The difficulty is we need to kind of make sure that you've got enough uh, diet, um, the diet right. Now, I would say that we've had lots of diabetics both type 1 and type 2 on our trips yeah. before they've always been able to do them but a lot of them do bring stuff from home as well both emergency medication and food so i'll be honest with you get the advice from your um from your doctor before you go but as long as you've got the right foods you know already through training what works for you and then you let us know what we need to do in case of an emergency then you can still 100 percent do the trek it's no problem at all yeah no i like it it's um it's one of those, I think, uh, definitely speak to a specialist. I think, you know, naturally, um, the way you control your diet at sea level would be the same altitude, I think. Endocrinologist. It's an endocrinologist. No, no, I didn't know. I, uh, I, I didn't Google it, but um, I had an email from uh, an endocrinologist. <laughs> I, I quickly just checked my emails because I remembered his name. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, I was, uh, with managing your diet, for me, it would be, and again, this is something we would recommend speaking to a specialist. But I think, you know, I don't think altitude does anything differently there. If you're low on a particular thing, I think you'd have to take supplements for that. Um, or at least, um, you know, certainly make sure that there's there's adequate food for you and sugar. I mean, normally your altitude, you know, the, the, there's um, the villages on the Everest Base Camp trek. We're in places we can quickly buy stuff. But I think definitely... Um, uh, David, definitely, and anyone that suffers with, with obviously diabetes um, uh, to an extreme level, certainly get in touch and, and we'll obviously brief the team and, and, and obviously try and help them, uh, try and help them help you in managing that at altitude. But I'd speak to your GP first or an endocrinologist, definitely. Yeah. Um, just to see. But yeah, good question. Awesome. Um, Alex Chapman, do you do single person tents for solo travelers? Um, yeah, on the trips we do um, uh, tents, which is things like Killy. Um, you know, uh, or if you're looking at Machu Picchu, um, then yeah, we can, we can organize um, single tents. We've certainly looked at it because of um, uh, obviously of COVID, you know, to try and limit the the amount of um, uh, time spent with other people. Um, and one of those is looking at single tents. Um, so yeah, when we do start running trips again, um, you know, it'll become apparent then. But yeah, certainly, yeah. You know, I'd also suggest that, you know, Sometimes it's good to share a tent. Uh, obviously, I know what it's like as a solo traveler. You know, you don't know the other person. And it can be a little bit of, um, you know, sort of a lottery. You're thinking, oh, what, what sort of person am I going to get? But sometimes it's nice to get another person to share the tent with because, you know, it's it can be quite lonely. Obviously, I know everyone's different. But also, you know, if you're not feeling great, you've got someone else that can, can care for you as well, you know, or to, to pick you up when you're feeling down because altitude can do that. And I think sometimes it is, even if you don't know them, you know, you certainly will by the end. And then you could potentially become good mates, you know. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't certainly totally throw it out of the park. I certainly, you know, if and everyone's different. And honestly, there's no judgment here. If you want your own, it's, uh, it's, it's completely up to you. But it's just something we've seen, you know, from people before who come on their own. And I'd say over 50 percent of our ever trackers are actually solo travelers and, you know, not those 50% don't always have their own rooms. 
most of them share with other people. They become, you know, good friends by the end of it, and sometimes lifetime friends. Mm. Um, I even Bry, who's who's just there, who wants to share a tent with me? So there we go. You got yeah. someone else there, and if you share with Bry, hundred percent, he'll keep you hydrated. Um, he knows yeah. how to keep hydrated in more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, sometimes you do, Dave. I, I, I think good example, mate. We were on Killy. You know, if 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 you weren't feeling great, or me, I mean, I was struggling with my throat, weren't I? And you had some altitude stuff. You know, we bounced off each other. It kept us going, right? Yeah, it does. It makes a big difference, I think. Um, I mean, I'm sure some of the people that were trapped with snorers would feel differently, you know. But um, personally, I think that sharing a room or sharing a tent is um, is all part and parcel of it. Um, you get to know someone a little bit better, and and you do have that person to bounce off. I do understand if you want your own room, it's always yeah. nice, isn't it, to have your own space. But I think just for the purposes <clears throat> of this, I I generally prefer, um, yeah, having someone in the room with me just because, you know, it's just sitting there and chatting, help each other in the mornings. It's just lots of little things you can't even sort of put your finger on, but it just makes things a little bit easier when someone's there to help you. And um, But, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, so have just a look. So, Leah, if you bring a hip flask, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so Namaste. Gonna snatch a game of uh, oh, game of golf. Great to see you. Nice. Great to see you. Um, <laughs> Leah. Uh, hi Dave. Oh, how's, how's the knee? Better than than broken? What's broken? Is this another Australianism? She always gives you um, challenges. It's always a word a week, Dave. Yeah, exactly. I thought I understood the English language, but clearly not. Um, the knee, I'll be honest with you, yeah, had a great... Uh, I actually went mountain biking for the first time since I crashed um, on... I went on Sunday. And it's great. I've lost all my ability. So I used to think of myself as a relatively competent downhill sort of rider, enduro rider. And <clears> now, <throat> now I'm like the stabilizers came off yesterday. That's what it's like. Every corner, I just see my own mortality coming towards me. But that'll get better with, you know, I'm, I'm pretty stupid. So I'll forget all of that soon. All part but, of the um, day, right? Yeah, no, but it's great. Yeah. And I got a new bike as well. So, you know, new bike day is always a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, brilliant, brilliant. It's, uh, no, it, it's good that you're getting out. I think um, just I know we've got other questions, but I think Errol, um, Errol Stevenson Tyrrell mentioned just been told I had to have a knee replacement. Uh, what support would you guys offer? I want to go to Everest Base Camp. Dave, oh, I, nice. I think as the, as the man who I mean, I, I know knee replacements are big, biggie. Yeah, I know a lot of ever trackers have had dodgy knees, knee replacements, mm -hmm. you know, um, ligament replacements. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what would you say to that? Obviously, being having been. I mean, a, first of all, years. Errol, welcome to the club. You may be in a longer term member than me if you need a replacement. I've been yeah. told I might have a replacement in about twenty years because of what I did. Anyway, yes, there are absolutely loads of things. I mean, this I could do an hour just on sort of little techniques I built up for looking after yeah. the knee. First of all, I would say get a really good support. Don't skimp on it. Don't get a cheap one. And there are supports out there that offer specific assistance so you can buy a general one like a knee sleeve which i do wear they're really good however if i'm going to be doing a type of activity that i could potentially re-injure myself i wear a specific brace um i had some good advice off um, paul meacher for that as well um i think the best thing to do is to take it slow build it up slowly um and try and rebuild a lot of the lost muscle that you've probably lost if you've had a weakness and you need a need a replacement um what you'll immediately find is that your good knee will start compensating for your bad which means you'll lose muscle tone and muscle definition so build up those muscles as much as you can to compensate for the for the weak knee um i'm being am i being corrected what, what did i say lauren uh, what support do we offer 
Okay, okay, maybe I've misread it. <laughs> what support do we offer? You're about knee support, right? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I was thinking about knee supports. Yeah, sorry. I'm on a one-track mind. Errol, I do apologize. What support do we offer? Well, we've got the best guides and the best porters in the business. Um, we trek really slowly, so we'll make sure we look after you. And if you do need someone to help you, um, get over the most difficult days, whether that's be carrying a bag for you or taking some of the load, then <clears> our <throat> guys are more than happy and more than capable and, you know, really willing to do that for you. So, yeah, it's absolutely no hindrance. It just means you've got to go a bit slower. I trekked with a guy once. I could only walk down stick, walk downhill sideways like a like a crab, really? you know? So you got to do what you got to do. But they still got there? Yeah, still got there, yeah. It just takes a little bit of time going downhill, but what's the rush? Real bored. It's a good point, Dave. Um you know, just to just kind of get my thoughts on it, because, you know, I, I know what you mean. And Errol, obviously, uh, whatever I say here, I don't know if it comes across correctly, but, um, you know, we, we get people who, who have lots of, you know, di different types of disabilities, different types of injuries. They're old. You know, there's um, some people, you know, uh, are missing limbs. You know, there's they have big, huge challenges. And but I think the number one thing I think we all spot is that they have the determination. They really want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think whatever's going on, whatever, whatever you're at, you know, um, you know, if you really want to go to Everest Base Camp, um, you'll find a way. And, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be hurdles. One of them having the op, the recovery. But I always think that sometimes, you know, it's good to have a target once you're going through these things. Dave, I know you I know speaking to you just after your op and before it was good to have a target to aim for. And it it, it motivates you, doesn't it? And yeah. you people need that. And I think. You know what whatever um you know whatever challenges you face if you can get something in the diary uh, to work towards um then no doubt you'll you'll, you'll get that done you know and yeah. it'd be great to, to help you on that journey um you know if, if you really want to want to do that yeah um you know get in touch with us and, and we'd love to help yeah. you Honestly, as well, my, my uncle had a knee replacement and um, it's a big, scary thing, but he said it's, yeah. it's revolutionized his life. He couldn't trek before. He couldn't hike or do activities because his knee would blow up. It was really painful. Now all he does is he puts a brace on to compensate for an inherent weakness there. So it's stable. But yeah. other than that, he's hiking all the time now. He's thinking of do my uncle and you've met Uncle Dick is thinking of going to base camp. Love you know, it. because and and there was a time where he flew to Lukla because he wanted to do the Lukla flight, <clears> but he was like, "Nah, no way." You know, but now he he's just like to Lukla, didn't he? <laughs> changed his world. So, mate, I wish you the best of luck with it, and um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you'll have a, a fast recovery. Um, I see Brian says you went mountain biking, Dave. Have you learned nothing? I mean, I've never professed to be a smart person. <laughs> you know, I don't know whether it's the most intelligent wow. decision that I've ever well, made. Good but... point there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, uh, I suppose the answer is uh, no, haven't learned anything. Um, I, I don't, I'll be honest, yeah, it, it, it's not like I wasn't riding like I was riding before. It yeah. was, um, I, I was not going fast enough to cause myself any significant injury if I came off. But, yeah. um, Parisha, as mentioned, I hope Parisha's still on here because, um, yeah, um, I know she put this down earlier, but just reading it. Um, anyone going to the Altitude Centre talk next week with a free session at a later date? Um, I presume, yeah, they're, they're doing some sort of event there. Um, at the altitude center yeah highly recommend them guys if you're if you're going um always uh, an interesting um kind of space to learn about the science of altitude and you know maybe they'll they'll hook you up to um some of the equipment there uh, definitely check out the um when we went to visit the altitude center lauren and i know you're on the comments if you could copy that paste it into the comments just so people can watch that video um yeah give you a little bit of a um uh, kind of insight really into what into what it is uh, 
but yeah definitely i'll have a look at that i didn't realize um they haven't uh, advised us around there's any talk next week um yeah i'll i'll, I'll drop them a message and say uh, hey guys what's going on uh, let's know we can promote it for you yeah um you know obviously one of our one of our partners i'll give them a shout um james asks, how's the new bike dave oh great question yeah, it's amazing. It's an absolute beast. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a um, yeah, bought a uh, YT decoy. Um, it's an e-bike, which is all I'm pretty much capable of riding at the moment. But mate, it's a it's an absolute savage downhill, gravity oriented bike. It's great. Yeah. I have nowhere near pushed it to the limits of its capability. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Love a new bike day. Posted a picture of it on my Instagram. Go check it out. It's awesome. It looks like a stealth oh, bomber. Sorry, mate. It's still down. I can't oh yeah, it's it. still down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I need connection again. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh, brilliant yeah lauren's um uh, posted there the uh, it's actually linked to the youtube um uh, altitude center one so yeah have a little look on there um you can find it on facebook as well um just go to the uh, facebook page and live and i'll show you all of our previous live videos and you can see the altitude center one um is dave's new bike like the one off the shining <laughs> very good joel very good yeah, well, yeah. Um, dave is a bit ghostly I wish it was. Yeah. That thing had three wheels, man. It was harder to fall off. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, Paul's actually asked um, around, uh, can you get a yak taxi? Yeah, I, I've seen them. I've seen people. I think um, most of them actually are donkeys, not mm. necessarily yaks. Yaks are a bit more harder to control. And I'd rather be on a donkey than a yak if I was uh, boating. Um, I mean, you never know. Some yaks, yeah, happy days, strong buggers, and uh, yeah, they can get you down. But donkeys are generally the the ones you get a taxi on um yeah but they're they are available we saw one uh, i can't remember i think it might have been four or five years ago and someone actually didn't trek at all they went all the way up on a donkey and all the way down mm. uh, but they were they were a the same time you know, the same day sticking to the same itinerary with a i don't know what company they used um yeah and the day we got to base camp they turned up and quite a few of our group were like angry <laughs> because yeah. they were like they got your living donkey or a horse or you know um, yeah yeah but, it's yeah. a different yeah. type of trip isn't it but you'll get all people you'll see it advertised up you know you can rent a horse yeah. or something like that i don't know i mean if i was going to rent a horse i would just get a helicopter <laughs> you know like if the idea yeah. is to get a bit to get a base camp and not you know walk it i would fly to namshi hang around there for a bit yeah fly over see base camp fly back um yeah yeah the old um yeah <laughs> yeah brilliant serious question wow we got some serious ones it's good <laughs> uh, would you recommend spare laces for boots um yeah depends on what boots if they're the main wall boutans um mm. people are playing bingo um yeah definitely um you know some of them are, are very long lasting uh yeah it, it it certainly doesn't hurt taking a, a spare bit of a spare laces um some are very very long lasting I think I've had my main dolls for probably three and a half years now, three years maybe. They've yeah. done a lot. They've done a lot of action. I've never replaced the laces. That being said, they probably do need them now. So yeah, uh, but for one trip, you know, you'd probably be okay. Um, Joel, I mean, they're not a lot of weight. Um, you can take them. I, I reckon Joel asked that question, knowing the name of the boots that I'd <laughs> that I'd that we'd say. Um, very good, Joel. You know as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah but right dave what's next what we got i know we're wow 20 past one i know yeah it's uh flying for on this one um yeah andy said helicopter to base camp would be bad for altitude 100 percent agree with you mate um what i meant was uh i would literally fly from Kathmandu to gorek wave hello 
and then jump back. Actually, interesting story about that one. So I've seen people, it was a really weird juxtaposition that happened. I was in Ferry J on my way back yeah. from base camp. <clears throat> and uh, at that time, I had all pre-organized a helicopter down just to save time. And um, I'd already done base camp, by the way, several times the whole way. So then you can cheat. And the helicopter landed. <laughs> and then the guy told us that um, I had to go into a rescue. So we dropped off these two tourists that were in jeans and T-shirts from Kathmandu. Wow. And they're just standing around talking to me at 4,400 uh, 4, meters. Um, then it flew to get the casualty, came back. Um, flew over to Lukla, dropped the casualties off, come back again, picked up the tourists, took them to Kalapatar, came back, took them to Lukla, came back, picked me up, went back again. But um, I remember seeing them. They'd come direct from Kathmandu to Gorekshep and then hung around in Feriche with us for about 45 minutes. I was chatting to them, asking them how they were feeling, and they were like, yeah, I feel fine. But I was like, yeah, stay overnight, and you'll know it. You'll know it. Yeah, so yeah. you can you can hang around for a little bit. You know, you've got like a, an hour or so max probably before you start to feel a bit rough yeah if you stay overnight yeah you'd be in serious trouble flying from going to that altitude but yeah it was just really interesting to be in Feriche you know I haven't seen anyone who's not wearing trekking equipment for days and then I see people with jeans and t-shirts and a denim jacket and stuff like that it's really weird but yeah so I was just reading Shona's had a friend who once bought new boots because her lace broke I had to point out she could have bought new laces wow that is a uh yeah they need some education <laughs> um, yeah. but you know yeah maybe they just fancy buying a new pair of boots but yeah uh definitely um I, i'd probably go for the laces first right if the, if the boots are okay yeah. um yeah quite interesting i know there's a, there's a few few comments here uh as long as you're determined focus your dream sorry rebecca i, I think this one's for errol but yeah very good about two uh, knee disorder two previous surgery surgeries um going to ebc next october rebecca can't wait to have you with us and yeah good Good sentiments as well. I certainly think, um, you know, um, Errol, it's definitely, definitely for you. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, Dave, look, I, I mean, coming towards the end of it now, I think it's, it's some great questions answered. I think we talked about some good stuff today. Um, just to kind of recap, really. So I know we're talking about, you know, connection whilst being disconnected. And I think, you know, it, it is important to, um, to get away from things. And if that's your choice, you know, getting out there, and enjoying yourself whatever trek whatever journey you're going on wherever you travel it doesn't have to be altitude i know obviously with us where we you know specialist specialism is altitude um but it's good to have the option isn't it and whether you know we go back to the beginning whether you're a type one or type two not diabetes just you know uh, whether you um, want to be connected or not um it is good to have the option and it's also important for us to let you know what's available i hope that did it justice today yeah i think definitely Try and use the app uh, because it's great. I mean, obviously, WhatsApp is great, and we've got a WhatsApp number that gets sent out and emergency numbers and all that jazz before you go. But, yeah, use the app as well because, you know, we, we've introduced it. It's got a messaging feature, um, you know, which comes directly to us, and, you know, that works a treat as well. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if anything does happen or, you, you know, maybe your plane's late or, you know, it, it, we, we do track, but, you know, sometimes it's good to have a bit of communication. Um, yeah, I hope that did it, uh, did it justice. But, Dave, yeah, mate, any... Any final thoughts today, Um, No, only, um, yeah, final thoughts. I think Joel Palmer's asked if we can mingle around the tents of base camp. I'm going to answer that as my final thought, which is, generally okay. speaking, you wouldn't. Climbers base camp and trekkers base camp are a little bit far apart, um, but you will be mingling with the summit climbers all the way up and all the way down. You'll be talking to people and teams and guides and chirpers and everything <laughs> like that. So you'll get everything you need out of it. And other than that, yeah, if you want to stay... Um, 
going back to the original, I suppose, staying connected is, is you know, it's easily done, it's easily not done. Um, and there are ways and means and little tips and stuff like that. If we've, you want to double check anything before you go, drop us a message, you know, I'm happy to help. Yeah, a message on the app. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no, obviously, drop us at any time, guys. You got the messaging, um, uh, you've got a messenger on the website, you've got our email, um, or you can drop us um, on, a, on the WhatsApp number, or you can just drop us a Facebook message if Facebook yeah. is working. If it's not, well, you, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brilliant. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next Tuesday. Um, yeah, have an awesome week. Um, and yeah, enjoy uh, whatever you've got planned. But yeah, see yep. you next Tuesday. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in? But I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, try to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. <laughs>